Hey, Zach. What up? Do you know what time it is? Uh, it's 6-1. getting close to that time, buddy. No, 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 no. Opening day, baby. Oh, opening I thought it was beer clock. Opening day. Well, it's always beer clock. But it's opening day, baby. MLB season is here. Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. Now that I can say that correctly, uh, I'm your host, Zach. And I'm Hector. And I'm (laughs) in and out of multiple things right now because I'm also in the middle of a MLB fantasy draft. So don't worry. Just like the opening and that, we will be getting to the MLB. Like always, you know, we have our little intro. We'll do around the world of sports. We'll get into the trivia question of the week. And don't forget, or don't worry, I didn't forget about our trivia question from two weeks ago. And no, we didn't yes, address we it forgot on episode that. with Jackton Canned. Yeah, we uh, we, yes. we partied a little hard last week. And uh, if you haven't gone and partied with us and listened to that episode, you definitely need to. Um, that was it's one hell of always uh, a party with Jackton Canned. Oh, my God, isn't it? John and Colby are amazing. I can't wait to get with those boys. Uh, but uh, this week, we'll be talking quite a bit about the MLB, you know, as, as Hector brought up, man. It's getting close to opening day. What is it? Thursday? Friday? Yeah, it's uh Thursday. Thursday's opening day, April first. There's plenty of games, and we'll get into that when we uh we yeah. uh hit MLB's uh our segment, our opening yeah. day segment. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Um, and then obviously, you know, we'll be going back to the NFL. We're gonna talk some uh, some trades that already happened about the upcoming draft and what that means and who might be going where. Um, so Hector, why don't you start us off with around the world of sports? Awesome. Awesome. So what around the world of sports, you know, we have a couple things going on. Um, I want to start off over at UFC, UFC, uh, obviously just went on this past Saturday. Um, good matches. Naganu, who I think is part of Wakanda forever. I swear he comes from them. Cause like that man is built different. Yep. And I mean, he won his title and the next fight is him and John Jones and John Jones says, show me the money. Let's get it yep. going. John Jones is bumping up to heavyweight. Um, I'm still giving the edge to John Jones slightly, but there's like a 40 pound difference between them. And that man it's, is built different. It's always hard to bet against John Jones. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's hard to say, Oh, he's going to lose, you know, but Nagani <laughs> has, has a real shot. Yeah, no, seriously, he's they they are both six four. They both have about a eighty four inch reach. Um, and like I said, Naganu got like that thirty to forty pound difference on him. He's gonna uh, John Jones is gonna have to bulk up a little bit more. Um, yeah. but it'll be a great matchup for sure, for sure. Um, staying staying with the UFC, Dustin Poirier versus Conor McGregor three UFC two sixty four. They are uh, almost close to closing the deal. To okay. set that up, I told you guys before when, Pre- when McGregor lost this last one, it was setting up for a part three. It was going you to did. happen. You did. You did. You've been calling it. Yes. Uh, moving on over to boxing, Mike Tyson finally agreed to f- take on Evander Holyfield. And I'm excited for man. 
I'm um, excited. I don't care how old they are. I don't give a shit if you got to wheel them out in wheelchairs. I am all for this. I'm uh, and as much as I'm a Mike Tyson fan, I'm giving this one to Holyfield. That's Holyfield's been Holyfield's been wanting this fight for a while. Uh, Tyson ran for, has been running from it for a little bit. Uh, Ooh, also, both, he's been running from it a little bit because he knows Holyfield's going for the knockout. Tyson's just doing this for entertainment. And the previous two matches they had together, both wins went to Holyfield. The second one coming through, oh, let me bite your ear because you headbutted me. <laughs> no, I hear you. It's just bold to say that uh, Mike Tyson would run from anything. Uh, I want to stay at the UFC and make a little joke and shout out again. I made my debut. I'm undefeated. I made my debut. I made my debut. I'm undefeated. It was, a, it was, it was the a prestigious two- <laughs> uh, venue of the McDonald's parking lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, and that's the new place to meet up. If motherfuckers want to act stupid and then get out their car, they'll catch hands. And then when they want to make it a two-on-one, you done fucked up. So, uh. Yeah, I, I said I said what I said. You you done fucked up, and I'll keep it at that. Uh, going over to the, to the NBA, uh, the Lakers acquired Drummond from Andre a buyout. Drummond. Andre Drummond from a buyout stacks their team up when healthy. That is a defensive front that you know, no one's getting by with Davis, LeBron, and and Drummond. Yeah, yeah, and I think Drummond is a great um, fill-in piece, especially when, you know, AD and LeBron are down. I think he's going to, you know, definitely help that team out big time. Um, The Nets go on and get Blake Griffin and LaMarcus Aldridge. They're just overstacking their team. Kevin Durant is totally taking the Tom Brady route to a whole different level. Which Um, is funny because, like, five years ago, didn't he make a post on Twitter or something that said – you know, why is everyone signing with the Lakers? Don't you want it to be competitive? You know, so, you know, basically hating on, on super. And now he's saying he can't do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. None of the greats, none of the goats says I can't do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think, uh, I think Katie is getting exposed with this whole Nick situation. If you were in that situation, if he wasn't already exposed. So, but that's just, yeah, it's just an overload. Now it's just a Knicks Lakers uh, league, uh, uh, Nets Lakers league, and mm-hmm. it's just, it's not even, it's not even fun anymore, honestly. You're just, well, the these guys are just part, stacking with each other. Well, the funny part is, it's, it's not like the Nets have been this dominant, crazy team. They've got all these superstars that are winning by a hundred. You think, you think that, but then you look at it without Kevin Durant. They won 19 out of uh, – they're 19-3 and three without Kevin Durant. Um, they I, I think they've lost two matches in the last 20-something matches they had, three matches That's in right. the last 20-something they had. All right. Fair they enough. went from, like, 21-15 and 15 to 30-something in fifth. Like, it's crazy. Um, Kevin Durant's not even back yet. Fair um, enough. Fair enough. It, I, just, I just don't like the overstacking and guys are just, you know – clout chasing and ring chasing instead of trying to be competitive and i get it you want to play with some of your homeboys and stuff but it's one thing from like yo let's two or three of us get together and build a squad and go out and get a ring compared to yo let's just all stack on this one squad because we know that two we don't have to do anything and two or three of them will just you know hold it all Uh, get me mad (laughs) tell me how you really feel 
That's how I feel. <laughs> now I'm gonna make myself happy, and I'm showing you a real competitive team. Tell me, give you a real competitive team that got no fucking real big names. Because it's the, the New York Pistons. fucking Knicks. Oh, okay. Shut the fuck up. It's the New York <laughs> Knicks. It's them bad boys, the real New Yorkers. You know, the guys over there in Madison Square Garden who's putting that grind in, who's playing real defense, and who they got. They got one good star in Julius Randle. They got up-and-coming stars with Quickly, R.J. Barrett. Derek Rose is on the bench pulling up some real veteran presence. Yeah, man. I know how you love you some quickly, man. Bro, they're on a three-game winning streak. They're at, they got the five seed right now. Like, okay. right? They're they taking on the, the Heat tonight. They have a real shot to contend. They're, they're taking the Heat on tonight. Watch that okay. game. Definitely. They got to keep this winning streak. Hopefully, they hold down the fifth spot because then if they hold down the fifth spot, they don't have to deal with facing the Nets or Milwaukee. Or the 76ers in the first round. Now, if the fight lets me, I'll try and watch them. Every time I try and watch them, it'll be on MSG or whatever. And I'll say, oh, no, it's blacked out to a local channel. MSG is my local channel. So, you know, we'll we'll see if I can actually catch it. Well, I'm going to try to catch it tonight because I love. But the only downside right now. Because I love my Knicks. I got to finish that sentence. I love my Knicks. I know. I know uh, you do. The only downside is in their win, uh, not last night, the night before, I think it was, uh, Mitch Robinson went down again. Now, he went down earlier in the season with a fractured wrist, I believe it was, or hand. Okay. Um, He went down again, uh, this time to a broken foot, I mm. believe, broken right foot. Mm. Um, it sucks. He's a, he's a stable part in our defense, but I do like that. Noel Nerlens has been stepping up in the defensive presence for him. Right. Um, it, it just sucks that he, you know, he has this injury prone season. Right. Yeah, man, it's, it's tough, but, uh, hopefully he can make it back and make a push. Yeah. I'm hoping that the Knicks, uh, find a piece to, to fill in for him. Right. And and you know make a decent push this year. So, right on. What you got uh, next? Now to finish. Well, two things to finish this off. One, we got to go over to the NCAA. We have to give them their love. I feel like we never give NCAA any love, and because it is the NCAA. coming down to the wire. It has been coming down to the wire in March Madness. We are now hitting the Elite Eight, yep. coming up on the Final Four. We got two games and there's tonight. Been quite right? a few upsets. Uh, I believe so. Oh, yes, we, our listeners. Yep. Yes, I do believe so. I think uh, UConn and Baylor on the women's side play tonight, which is a right. huge matchup. Right, right. Um, and on the men's side, they came down to a couple upsets. Like Bama took a L the other day to UCLA. I saw that US, in overtime. US, yeah, USC. Um. Also, I think pulled out their win, and they're going to go up against, uh, I think, the Gonzaga's next for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My, my oh. only thing that I have to say about March Madness is obviously I'm not the world's biggest basketball person and therefore know little to nothing about the NCAA. But I've said this on SportsMe, and I'll say it here. Had I known that there was a team named Oral Roberts from the beginning, I would have bet them to the moon. And unfortunately, they did not continue dancing and they did not make it to the Elite Eight. They only lost by like two to Arkansas, 
Uh, but uh, fight on, Oral Roberts. Fight on. Keep giving me sexual-based basketball puns. And then to end around the world of sports, we have the NBA is associated with this. They have partnership in this yes. uh, along with the International Baseball Basketball League. Um, they have now in May the ABL African Basketball League or BAL, however they say, I think it's BAL Basketball African League, something like that debuts in may it'll be 12 teams from uh from all around africa sure uh 26 game season and but they'll all be playing in one location at first they were putting out the idea of jumping around all africa to go to their individual arenas or whatever sure they came to the terms of playing all in one city um in one location which yeah i find that incredibly interesting is is this a a push to uh make basketball more global i mean it is global but to to bring even more awareness to it is that what we're doing here yeah it's a, it's another brand to branch out um another way to get guys to to find more talented people from other countries and bring them sure. over to the nba yeah i'm you all know? about it you know the nba is already it. solidified as the biggest brand compared to all the other basketball leagues around the world right right yeah i like so, it man i like it i'm not against it I'm not against it. So is that all we've got for around the world of sports? And that's all we got around the world of sports because MLB has its own segment and it's called opening day. Thank you to all of our fans listening to this point. Breaking down the tape would like to remind you to please like, follow, and share us on all of our social medias and subscribe where you get your podcasts. Again, that is YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, SportsMe, and wherever you get your podcast, please like, follow, share, and thank you to the fans. Welcome back, guys. So, like I said earlier, we've got uh, trivia of the week now. Uh, to kind of go back two weeks ago, uh, which team did John Gruden coach in Super Bowl thirty-seven? I put this up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and I got roasted on and all I three got platforms. Right. Yeah, I got roasted on all three platforms for making this too easy. Everybody who answered got it right. Um, It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I thought maybe I could trip you guys up a little bit since they were playing his old school or his old team, uh, the Oakland Raiders. Uh, But no, that was too easy and I was roasted for it. So here is a little bit of a harder one. What school did NFL quarterback Michael Vick attend and i already got this right because zach didn't know that michael vick was my favorite player of all time yeah and that's I what asked, i said <laughs> i asked Hector in pre-production and like before i even had a chance to open a beer he hit me with the answer i was like yeah okay fine i guess so and he's like what was i right i'm like yeah i just i didn't expect it to happen that fast um so uh one more time for the people in the back what school did nfl quarterback Michael Vick, attend. Breaking down the tape would like to remind its fans to please drink responsibly. And do not forget that the trivia question will be up on our social medias. So feel free to answer there or write into us at breakingdownthetape at yahoo.com. All right, Zach. And now we're here with our 
opening day. It is here. It. it is finally here. I love it. Baseball is my thing. I know our podcast is breaking out tape for football. Baseball for now. It's all for now. But all our my, my favorite sport of all time has always been baseball. Um, opening day is here. Thursday, we got a bunch of games coming up. Yeah. Um, let's break down and have some predictions of what possibly can happen during this season. For there sure. There's been a lot of big pickups for all a lot of teams. I think the season is going to be fantastic. Stadiums yep. are open. There's going to be fans. Um, yep. Not full capacity everywhere, but at least we got something, bro. Yeah, at least we have something. There's been talk with the Jackton Can boys about us either going up to good old Fenway and catching a, a Sox game in which we, I will root for any team that is playing. I will Sox. wear my Glaber t-shirt and root for the <laughs> Yankees, even though we're watching Red Sox versus Buck and Baltimore Orioles. Right, right. <laughs> Anybody. But but suck. You suck. You're not better than everybody on my squad. <laughs> <laughs> you might beat these guys 10 to nothing, but you can't do that to us. <laughs> can't do that to us. Not with Garrett Cole's pitching, bitch. but all right so let's just dig into this uh i i've been you know a lot of things have been happening like i said in the in the mlb and i want to give them their little bit of shine with opening day oh for sure and you know us being yankee fans we have to talk about it uh where do you see the yankees going um i obviously think they can make a postseason run um clearly I'm a, I'm a stuck up snobbish Yankees fan who has had the the beauty of the 90s to live through um so so I think they can make a world series run realistically um you know of course the Sox are going to play them hard the Rays are going to play them hard but I think the Yankees can can make a deep postseason run I know they're going to make a postseason run a deep postseason run and have you seen that starting rotation yeah, yeah, we were just talking about that before before they came on. You know, Herman has has a spot in in the starting pitching. Um, we've got uh, Garrett Cole coming back, Corey Kluber, uh, what's his name, Talion. Uh, you know, so it, it's it's a nice starting pitching rotation, man. The Yankees have addressed a lot of needs in their bullpen. So uh, I I'm not gonna go off the limb and be like Yankees World Series because they have been some major moves in the MLB. Yeah, they're still the Padres. Um, they play baseball. Early, I'm just early prediction. Who do you have for not not winning the title, but the matchup that's gonna be there? Who's go, who's meeting up in the World Series? Mm. I honestly, it's so hard because I want to. I like I keep saying I want to be a homer. I want to say you know the Yankees. You know, honestly, every year, can I tell you a, a dirty little secret? Every year, I hope it's the Mets Yankees. Every year, I would love to see. A <laughs> I would love to see another World Subway Series. series. What oh, that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but realistically speaking, Yankees Dodgers got the Dodgers going back. Yeah, I All feel right. like that's not a terrible way to go without being too much of a homer even though i know i am i'm i i do it every year and i'm probably gonna do it again i'm gonna throw the yankees in there i got to just because the way they're stacked they're built for the next five to six years or more 
to literally put themselves in the running to be there every year. Right. Um, but I'm it's not going to go Dodgers. AL and say that somebody's going to definitively knock off the Yankees. You know, yeah, I mean? especially the way they're stacked now. Um, right. But I'm not going to go the Dodgers in the NL side. And I will follow up with what you said. And I said what mm. I said. I, the, the dumb Padres. That was my that was my toss up. That was dumb my Padres. back and forth. Dumb Padres are serious, and they're making. Uh, I mean, they spent they spent to make San Diego relevant. Mm-hmm. Big time. And they've got a young team, a powerful team. That that was kind of where the the big toss up on the NL for they me. They do was. need they do need a little bit more help in the bullpen. Sure. I mean, they they hunkered down on their starting rotation, especially picking up Blake Snell from Tampa Bay. Right. But they, I, I say they need, you know, a little, uh, you know, another another strong hand in the bullpen. But that's why, use, man. They could use some help, but I wouldn't call it egregious. You know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't no, say, oh, my God, all. without somebody else, they're going to do terrible. Yeah, they could use help, but I, I think it's easily made up for, you know, with the rotation that they have and, frankly, with the bats that they have, you know. Yeah, yeah. Other teams, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, the Padres are going to make a fucking, they're going to make a move. I'm sorry. Yeah. They're, they're, that's that's going to be something different. And and here's my, and, and I know I kind of joked about it before, but my sleeper for a team that I think can make a decent run, I think it'll be a Cinderella story. I genuinely think the Mets, I, I, not a powerhouse. Oh my God. Here's a definitive reason why they've just got a feel good story, a new owner. It's a lot to play for. Um, I, I think they could not make it to the world series. Maybe the NL champion. I, I like the white Sox. I like the white Sox. Well, look at that squad. That squad is super young and and <clears throat> followed by the starting pitcher Gioletto, who's already pre MLB, they already predicted him as the Cy Young winner for the AL side. That's fair. Um That's and the fair. man is the, yeah, like that squad they got some powerful hitters, some young fast guys, some you know driven guys that really want to make the White Sox, you know. Right what they used to be back in the day. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm trying to think uh, if, if I can, if I have like an AL sleeper, correct me if I'm wrong. Cleveland Indians are the AL, right? Yes, they are. But I wouldn't call them a sleeper because they're more on the verge of being a powerhouse. They've been yeah. playing very well lately. That's, over that's, the last I few think years. That's where I think I'm going to go. Is I think I'm going to take the Cleveland Indians. And they're not a traditional sleeper in the sense of like the Mets are, but it's just not a team that you traditionally think of, oh, okay, yeah, they'll they'll be competing for a pennant, you know? Yeah, no, the Cleveland Indians are back to uh I even forgot uh, which which they played for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're they're definitely been playing a lot better this year and uh, the last few years, especially with hometown hero James Karinchak, who I'm hoping to draft in this fucking fantasy league uh, I'm, I'm hoping he falls to me because if when i get to my relievers i'm fucking picking his ass up and they're gonna be like damn i fucked up oh yeah 100 <laughs> you have to you have to which is 
as I put my beer down, uh, which is a big uh, thing that's going on right now with Hector is you're drafting. And is this your first time playing fantasy baseball? Yeah, it's my first time doing fantasy baseball. Okay. Um, the draft is kind of wild, too. It's so many players you got to draft. You were um, saying there's like 20 players. I'm running out of baseball. fucking time right now, and I'm about to pick up. You on the clock? Oh, uh, they auto-drafted for me because I lost service real quick. Fuck oh. me. Who'd you get? They picked up fucking Baez. I didn't need a fucking backup shortstop. <laughs> fucking gay. Hey, you never know. Javi Baez, man. It's not a I bad was, pickup. I was actually going to go and pick up a Raldis Chapman. See, that's the hard part, especially in, in fantasy baseball, I would assume, where you have so many choices. How do you combat being such a big Yankees fan and uh, not like pick as fucking... a Jets fan in fantasy football? Right? Like I, I actually talk, keep but... I keep my bias shit like I, I I don't do that. Like when I go into fantasy, as much as I like hate Patriots players and I hate you know if that right. player is gonna help me fucking win my league, I'm picking them up. Now I know you're playing with a bunch of guys from Sports Me. Is that a paid league or are you just for fun? No, this is all free this year, okay. they said. Um, all for guys just trying to, to get it running. Yeah, you know, don't want to learn and shit. Right, right. Um, and hopefully this works out well. I think they said uh, later on, you know, maybe next year or something, they'll they'll actually uh, maybe make it, you know, some money into it or whatever. But fair enough. Fair enough. So, do you have any way too early predictions for? any awards i'll tell you i don't i'm not that savvy in baseball that i can do something like that Mm, okay so if we're gonna go awards you know uh i do believe mike trout might actually finally get another mvp this year i feel like that's i mean he's been he's been snubbed quite a few times for sure but um I do believe he might go out and actually get another ring, even though when people are doubting him that he's only th- he's 30 years old and they're already calling him old. That's but that's he's led the league in not yeah. sports, man. No, but he's led the league in nine straight seasons as the number one player in baseball. Yeah. Like, but yeah, you're going to go to him and say 30 years old, you're old after a shortened MLB season where by his standards was below average, not MLB standards are below by MLB standards. He was above average. Right, um, right. By his standards, he was below average, and yet you're saying he's old and might not be in a running for MVP talks anymore. That's the crazy thing about about sportsmen is the way we look at age and time in the league. You know what I mean? Like it, at what did you say? Thirty one. Thirty. Mike Trout can be considered old. Like that is we. He's, no, he's not I'm, even thirty yet. He's turning thirty midway through the season. That's crazy. I'm turning twenty nine. On fucking Saturday, I'm and already 29. Old, like that's he's barely a year older, a little over a year older than me, and and they're considering him old and not up to snuff. Like that's absurd to me. Yeah, no, Mike Trout is still probably the best player in the game. Um, but there are guys, they're all having talks of who might take the reign when he's finally out. You know what I mean? Like finally, Tatis like Jr. not. Well, the talks are Tati Jr., Juan Soto, Mookie Betts, um, uh, Yellick. Those are some of the guys who might take the reign from him when he's no longer that top guy. And speaking of Tatis Jr., 
So you're a huge baseball head. Uh, man, I feel like I know your answer on this, but I just want to explore it for the fans. How do you feel about like Tatis Jr. and the bat flips and the, you know, the the handshakes and kind of more of this bold and brazen style of baseball that maybe some old heads might not enjoy? I've seen players do way worse bat flips than Tatis Jr. I don't think his bat flips are a deal. I don't see any part of his game really a big deal. Like right. I said, I've seen players do way worse, way right. more disrespectful toward the other teams. Like, he's literally out there having fun. He's not taunting right. the other team. He's not going out of the way to, you know, uh, uh, how do you say, uh, uh, you know, try to snub the other team or, or try to, like, right. diminish them in any type of way. Right. I mean, granted, you're also playing with emotion. And in key situations where shit, you know, you, you bring your team back, you get that game winning hit, you're going to have a little bit of extra. And yeah, you're going to look at the other team like, yeah, I just did that to your squad and shit. But like, I really don't see that big of a deal. And I'm glad you say that. You know, I've heard a lot of talk about breaking the unwritten rules of baseball. And it's like, well, that's why baseball is dying. There's a, there's a line, though. Boring. But there's a line, though. You know where the line is like, all right, now you're fucking crossing the line. See, I don't know, man. And maybe it's just because I'm obviously unathletic and have played no baseball past Little League. But let me tell you, if I hit like a game-winning home run, especially, God forbid, in the World Series, I were to ever hit a game-running home run, one of two things happens next. I either send that bat into fucking orbit and just <laughs> launch it at, at a height that is just absurd, or I hand it to the first baseman on my way around the base. Like, I disrespectfully hand it to the other team and just keep it moving around I, the put like, you, I, I would I would keep the bat and and mail it to whoever person on the other team I wanted to. <laughs> right? Or, like, say, again, God forbid I would ever strike out somebody in the World Series. Like, as a pitcher, I'm walking up to you and waving you I just did it. out of the stadium. I just did it. I just fucking did it. I went against every moral that I had in my head to go for a starting pitcher, and I just drafted James Karachuk. You went for a reliever. Yep. I don't give a fuck. I went for James Karinchuk. That's interesting. Fuck See, it. I got to do more research into fantasy baseball. And I do, too. Sports. This is my first time ever fucking doing it. But I'm not going to. If I would have went with who I wanted to go, which was Ryu, the starting pitcher for Toronto, right, I would have right. never been able to pick up James. He would have been taken by the, by the next time I picked. Yeah, you uh, you you've been doing that a couple of times. Been wanting a guy and he's been gone like right before your pick. Like literally, I say the name and they fucking take them. Yeah, that's that's how I live in fantasy sports. Is is misery like that? Um, Watch me still come out to win this league. <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. And I got no. I can't handle any more wins by you this year. Um, hey, my, I've got one my, more question for you as it pertains to baseball. How do you think the Astros are going to do? Because I'm going to keep beating this. Oh, this we're going to go there. Let's go there. I think the Astros. Um, will be slightly above 500. Okay. But now with, like, people love holding grudges. People did Especially not. baseball people. Baseball they did people not. The worst. They did not forget that they didn't give you the shit that you deserve to get because of the pandemic. Yeah, we know you that are, Pete Rose isn't in the Hall of Fame. We know you baseball yeah, people. 
hold we, grudges. They're going to get you. You're going to yeah. hear it and feel it every game. Oh, for sure. Do you mm-hmm. think pitchers and opposing teams will go after the Astros like we saw last year? Or do you think that's dead? no, no, I think that's dead, but I don't think the fans that's let fair. it go yet. I don't think the fans no. let it go yet. The no. fans need to let them know that they know what they know. Oh yeah. I, I think the fans continue it. I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was last year, especially but I with the think fans will. Especially with the team already breaking up and it's not being mm-hmm. the way it really was. Like they just like went from winning a chip to not continuously like being in the running, but now you're dwindling down. So it just makes the fact that you cheated even more like, like you needed you needed to cheat to win. Right, right. It's not like you were the Yankees who are year in, year out competitive teams and okay, you got caught, you know. But uh yeah. Trust me, I've been getting to fights with people on on TikTok over the whole Pete Rose versus the Astros thing. Pete, Pete Rose needs to be in the fucking Hall of Fame. I but said what I, I said, I'm and anyone you. that wants to test their hands that been tested this week, pull up. Please hold while your hosts go crack another beer. In the meantime, you're welcome to grab some alcohol of your own. And like, follow, and share us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, and SportsMe for all of your football and sports needs. And the NFL draft is one month from today. And that's why I just smoked the bowl, because that shit is stressful. It is. It is. So Warren's talking about, you know, obviously throughout the throughout the offseason, we have some trades of players and picks. You know, we talked talked about the golf and Stafford trade and and things like that. But the other day was the first time that we saw really some serious moves in the draft um, between the Dolphins, the 49ers and the Eagles. So the Dolphins, who originally held the number three pick, traded back with the 49ers. So the 49ers had the three and the Dolphins have the 12 and obviously mm-hmm. other picks and future. Yeah, picks I think, were yeah they got a couple of second and third rounders and stuff like that. Right, right. Um, and then the Dolphins, after trading back to 12, then moved up to six with the Eagles. Uh, so the Eagles that now hold the 12 spot and the Dolphins now hold the six spot. Which so, I think is, was one of the smartest moves they can do. The Dolphins, and I've been saying this and getting roasted for it, I believe have finessed everybody. I think they're going to be by far and away the winners of this. So here is what recaps who gets what. The 49ers, with the least amount of everything, moves up to the third overall pick in 2021. The Eagles get San Francisco's number 12 overall, Miami's fourth rounder in 2021, and Miami's first rounder in 2022. The Dolphins get Philly's number six overall this year, Philly's fifth rounder this year, San Francisco's first and third rounders in 2022, and San Francisco's first rounder in 2023. So what all of this means is that although the Dolphins have by far and away won all of this, the 49ers are in win-now mode. They believe that they can pick up a quarterback at number three that will win them. And this is coming days, minutes, hours, whatever, after backing Jimmy Garoppolo and saying, that's our guy. Well, you don't give up all of that to draft somebody not a quarterback at number three so that's that's the big the big play here 
is is the 49ers and what they do at three. There's a couple other pieces that fall here and that it means what do the Jets do at number two? If the Jets back Sam Donald and decide to trade out of two, what does that do for the value of number two? What does it do for the 49ers organization? What are the Eagles doing at six? Because theoretically, they're backing Jalen Hurts. Um, so let's start it step by step. What do you think this does for the New York Jets number two pick if they decide to trade it? So I was going back and forth about this earlier, actually. Um Exactly for the same thing. What are the Jets going to do with number two? And what it seems like what they're going to do is that they're going to move on from Sam Darnold. Now, my only anger with this move, it was that if you're going to make this move, you should have already made the move when he was more valuable. Right. Um, Now you have less teams to deal with. You seem to be set on taking Zach Wilson at number two, um, which I'm not a seller it, but I'm not okay with it. I mean, I'm I was okay with getting some offensive line help with a Sewell. Um, I'm okay with getting weapons at a wide receiver, uh, defense at corner. Um, there's many ways you can go about it, but if you were gonna move on from Sam Darnold, you should have done it earlier when he had more. Uh, yes, because where, where you can get uh, and you can, st- well, I would I would literally call it a steal. You can steal two first rounders mm-hmm. for Sam Darnold at, at least, the least one. at the least, at you know. Least, yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you wholeheartedly. So, um, I, I can't believe I'm about to say this. Unfortunately, I agree with you. Um, and and we all that was one hell of an inbounds pass from not out of bounds. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm watching March Madness. Um, so. The Jets obviously have signaled that they're moving on from Sam um, by not trading him or the number two. I I feel like, though, that this is pretty much signaled that Sam's time in New York is done. Um, And I agree with you. All all consensus says Zach Wilson uh, from BYU. And, and, And frankly, I haven't got it. I won't get it. The pro day did not make any sort of difference to me. Hey, I don't like the fact they made that. Sorry, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't want to cut you off. I don't like the fact they made that one right throw. Right. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean Zach Wilson was throwing good balls. You know, he he was looking good at his pro day. Um, you know, but everyone does because there's there's no defenders on the field. But Zach Wilson made this one throw that everyone's like, it doesn't matter if there's defenders on the field. It was still a good throw. He's a right-hand quarterback rolling out to his left. He switched his hips and threw a nice throw to a, um, a streaking receiver. Well, here's the thing is that looks great in a vacuum. And right here, right now, for people who don't watch and break down game film all of the time. Doesn't break um, down the yeah. tape. Right. It's a great throw. And even still, it's a great throw. Sam Darnold in week two made that throw against an uninjured 49ers defense. Matt Stafford has been making that throw for years. NFL quarterbacks make those throws. Yeah. I mean, okay. He met Daniel Jones. Daniel, Daniel Jones. Jones made the. I mean, no, don't shit on Daniel Jones. Watch me. Don't, don't just shit Danny on him. Daniel gets yeah. tripped up by the turf monster. Was able hey, to. Make hey, that our, throw. our quarterback saw ghosts. Shut up. The same, <laughs> I hate they them saw both. The, they said they saw the same shit. I hate them both. 
All right, the yeah, same, the yes. same ghost that Sam Darnold saw was the one that tripped DJ and to go into the head zone. <laughs> That's the it's the it's the ghost of MetLife past. Um, but uh, but no, I, you know, and everyone's living and dying on this one throw by by uh, Zach Wilson, and I just I don't understand it. And I and you can come after me all you want, uh, but now to move into the number three. Obviously, the Niners have sold their farm. To not back Jimmy Garoppolo because that's what you do. Um, oh, before I do that, do you think there's any chance the Jets trade number two? See, that's the thing. Okay, I'm glad you brought this up because I would have forgot if you never even mentioned it right now. I got you, boo. So this is what I believe the Jets, one of the Jets options when it comes down to draft day. If they're going to move Darnold and they're going to make this happen and and or, or if they're going to keep – I'm not going to say move Darnold. If they're going to keep Darnold and going to make this happen, then they're going to uh, uh, make the move on draft day for either moving him or keep or, – or moving the number two pick. Okay. Now, so- when I say move the number two pick, this is what I'm thinking. I'm thinking number two pick will go to Carolina. You said. I think number two pick goes to Carolina. They take either Zach Wilson or Justin Fields. With the number two. Now, okay. I'm not going to go into the fact of how many picks we'll get and all that, but I think sure. if it's going to happen on draft night, it'll be to Carolina. The Jets drop down to eight. For a King's Ransom. For a King's like Ransom and at eight, you they have plenty of options at eight. See, I, I mean, they won't get Sewell. They won't get Sewell because I believe he'll be gone. Right. But they'll have plenty of options at eight. See, I think... That and I agree with you. If they make a move with the pick, it will be on draft day or draft night. And I think they will move back to number four with the Atlanta Falcons. I think they'll Ooh. swap first. I think the Jets will get a first next year, maybe ancillary picks this year. Um, but I think the Falcons are understanding that the time is ticking on Matt Ryan and that next year there doesn't seem to be standout quarterbacks as of yet. Um, and, and this is their chance to get it. So I, I think the Jets can move back to number four, get some get some extra some extra picks at least this year, if not in future years, and uh, draft Penny Sewell at four. So that's me. Um, if they decide to move what, back, and even what, they, but okay, so so the Falcons go to because they need they, they need the four. heir apparent. They need the heir apparent. So and, the Falcons, and, the Falcons will get who at two? Probably Zach Wilson. I I see. I think they they. I think Justin Fields fits there better. I like Justin Fields more than everybody. An interesting fun fact as I transition to the this into the number three mm-hmm. is there has been a lot of talk recently. I don't know. I'm going to take credit. Maybe everyone's listening to me. <laughs> I said Mac Jones is going to be the most successful quarterback out of this draft, and there has been a lot of talk recently. I, that Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers want to go get their boy Mac Jones. They're going to make a sports me shout out to them uh, battle so that Bogart Scott Free can go ahead and hop on that. Uh, but I think that um, the Niners want to get their boy Mac Jones at three. Who do you think they're taking? So. I see the same talk. I like like we said before we jumped on the air. The any quarterback, regardless of the what type of style you play, whether you're a pocket passer, whether you're a mobile quarterback, whether you're a straight runner, whatever it is you play, 
If you team up with any Shanahan coach, you will fit perfectly fine. They will form the team around how you play. Right, and and that spread offense, that outside zone with a lot of play action boots, it really takes a lot of pressure off of quarterbacks to be great. And I think rookie quarterbacks would definitely a cerebral rookie mm-hmm. quarterback like Mac Jones. Would now, now the quarterback, like like me, just going off of what I see, um, Mac Jones isn't the perfect fit there. Okay. I, he, I'm not saying I'm be. not saying he doesn't fit there. I say I'm just saying he's not the perfect fit there. I think 49ers bumped up to either go for Justin Fields or Trey Lance. And I think Mac Jones, like you said, no, please God, no. Please God, no. I know I've said this like a hundred times. I'm not saying he's going there. I'm saying he fits there well. I know he does. I know he, fits he does. Very well. and that's he fits on the Patriots. Me. The Patriots. Yes. I'm sorry. To make, I that say clear, to make to make this clear is I my biggest fear in the NFL 2021 draft is that Matt Jones will slide to Bill Belichick and we will have another 20 years of, of just misery. But I want to be very clear, by the way, coming back to Mac Jones and the 49ers, because this is something that I've said on TikTok and I've said on Sportsmean, and I've gotten a lot of hate for it, and that is fine. I don't trust first-round quarterbacks to be successful. And I said it before. I think that the 49ers in particular got finessed by the Dolphins simply because I find it very hard to believe that any of these um, young quarterbacks will face and experience immense success early on in their careers in the NFL. A, it's hard to do in the first place. And B, we're coming off of a very weird college season and very weird sports season with COVID going on. So I I find it hard to believe that they will succeed in enough time to make giving up all of that worth it. Although I think the Shanahan system does make it the easiest, Um, but I just don't think that the Niners will make it or win a Super Bowl in the next four to five years, thus making giving up that much worth it. So then where, like, okay, so the Niners move up to number three. Where does Jimmy Garoppolo go? Because they're saying, from the word of it, is that Jimmy Garoppolo is the 49ers starting quarterback and he's not oh, going nowhere. I don't and, I un- and I understand the singular goddamn thing. I understand GM says right now. I understand you know that Jimmy, bullshit. I do. I do believe Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the starting quarterback for them this year, but I don't I, believe he's here after next year. No, I don't. You don't give up all of that to draft the quarterback at three to let him sit. I don't believe that. I think, and at the beginning of this season, uh, offseason, we heard some rumors about the Patriots making a big push to get Jimmy G back. But you just had a team trade all of this away to run in the opposite direction of Jimmy Garoppolo. So I don't know where he goes. Does he follow Mike LaFleur and come to New York? I don't know. I don't know if I would trade for him. Does he return from whence he came to Bill Belichick, especially if the Niners take Mac Jones at three? They take Mac Jones at three. Do the do the Patriots make a push for Garoppolo and say, hey, we'll take him off your hands for cheap? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I, I highly doubt that 
that the Niners traded all of that away just for Garoppolo to start next year. I, I don't think there's a chance in hell. I I don't know. I think he starts next year because I do believe if they if at number three, say the 49ers stay at number three, we don't know what they're going to do with the number three pick. We don't know. Crazy they might they happen. might they might stay there. They might not. Look at the Dolphins. They did two trades in a day. In a day, they went back and went back up. So dropped, dropped so, nine picks just to move up another six. I, I also thought this morning, what if um, what if the 49ers? So okay, so everything's projected. QBs, QBs, QBs. What if the 49ers moved up to steal Sewell at three? Madness, 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 madness. That's a steal. That's a steal. No, it's That's not. Steal. No, it's not. Sewell at three, the OT lock. Look, I love you. You know me. I am the first person to hop on the dick of most good offensive linemen. I'm the first man to promote that offensive linemen is where the game begins and ends. But to trade all of that to get Sewell? Madness. Madness. They'd be run out of town. We would go to 31 teams. The San Francisco 49ers would cease to exist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I mean, the, you're already you're already talking about the Jets potentially getting like Sewell at two. Yeah, but the Jets are known for being fucking idiots. The Jets, the Jets, like mo is to be the dumbest franchise ever. So I mean, but they also didn't give any up anything at two. They, excuse me, naturally had the two. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, true. So it's different. True. It's different. If they get Sewell at two, okay, that's worth one pick. If the Niners get Sewell at two, Sewell is worth four picks. That's oof, oof, that is a high oh, price yeah. tag for a lineman. <laughs> that is the high you paid four picks. What Zach's saying? He, he's, he's, Zach's finally going against a lineman getting picked. Tastes like vomit <laughs> coming out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I think. I, do I think the Niners will move anymore? I don't know. They just gave up so many capital. They can't go any higher. They can only go back. And if they moved up so much forward simply to move back, you would have to recoup all of your losses and some. It'd have to be like draft day. They'd have to get everything they had they lost back in David goddamn Putney because he fucking felt like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I feel you. So... I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make any more crazy moves. I think the craziest move that I could see is the Jets potentially moving back, thus solidifying that they back Sam Darnold. Uh, but I don't even know if that's possible at this point. Everybody's been living and dying on Zach Wilson. Yeah, so. I I still don't understand all the hype, but it is like I, I argument I said earlier, like it is what it is. Um, like the, the draft now, it's you, you got to go with what they're saying i feel like i mean i guess i get it i mean keep in mind the very same draft that baker mayfield and sam donald were a part of sam donald was supposed to be number one it blew everybody's mind that the browns went out of nowhere and went and got baker i mean saquon still went number two and sam fell to the jets you know but keep in mind that that wasn't supposed to be the way it happened yeah I've pretty much put out, and I know I said earlier in, in many episodes ago that Urban Meyer might go home status and might take Justin Fields at number one. I have now since put that to bed and, and 
Trevor Lawrence, although I don't think will be as amazing as everyone says, I think Trevor Lawrence is the consummate number one. Um, but one last point on this. If there was another crazy move that were to happen, either now or between draft day or on draft day itself, the day one, obviously, who do you think that move is and what do you think will happen? I mean, you kind of gave me one before about the Jets trading back to Carolina. So is yeah. that what you would stay with would be the big one or? I, I feel like that would be like the most, the one that everyone kind of sees happening. Right. If anything, like if everyone, anyone was going to make a move. Um, But I do, like I've said it before, I do believe the Patriots bump up a few slots. Okay. I do okay. believe they try to bump up a few slots. So mine is, and I'll give a shout out to again last week on Jackton Kent, where bullshit of the week, I kind of kind of touched on this. Um, I think there's going to be a massive three-way trade. And I think it's going to be between the Seahawks, the Bears, and the Jets. And I think Sam is going to the Seahawks. And I know that conversation has been deaded recently, but I think Sam goes to the Seahawks. Russ goes to the Bears and the Jets get a metric fuck ton of picks. Like an actual fuck ton. Like like all I'm of talking- Seattle and Sh- all of Seattle's first round picks this year. Oh, Seattle and Chicago's first round picks this year. I'm talking potentially three first rounds this year, three first rounds next year. Because How they already pick- have two this year, two next yeah. year. I'm talking about adding an additional this year, adding an additional next year, maybe one or two in um, in technically three years. I'm talking like the Jets walk away with a boatload for being able to finance getting. Yeah, but they're saying they're saying Sam Darnold's value is not sure, but it's it's not not there anymore. I understand it's not about Sam Donald's value, though. It's about Russell Wilson's and the fact that the Jets can provide a viable quarterback to Seattle. I think Seattle gives the Jets a second this year, maybe a third next year. But I think a lot of it comes from the Bears. I think a lot of that financing comes from the Bears. And I think since the Jets are able to replace Wilson with a relatively decent quarterback, at least as far as Pete Carroll may believe, um and be able to get Russell into Chicago, I think the pair, Bears would pay significantly. Maybe maybe not a whole lot of firsts, but maybe Allen Robinson and a couple of firsts. After they just franchise tagged Robinson, or yeah, franchise tagged them. How I'll much is Allen Russell worth to you, Chicago? Yeah, Chicago's in the in the uh, shit right now. You know. <laughs> And another thing that yeah, has those the- were those were one of the, that was them in Denver were one of the two teams that I pointed out that like there's a very small about market right now for Sam Darnold. Yep. And let me and and again all of this is excluding the Deshaun Watson situation. I don't want to go too crazy into it, obviously, but all of this is excluding that Watson may or may not be on the market depending on whether he hits the commissioner's list or doesn't. With all these sexual assault allegations, you know that's got to play itself out. That is a little bit less of a key here, but still a key in all of this. Yeah, because if if 
it, it, like you said, if it if it comes out, he does come back to the league and is ready to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that there that's a potential move you can make. Right. If he doesn't, then you got to hurry up and make the other move. Right. Then Russell's value skyrockets. Mm-hmm. You know. So I, I think I think that's the biggest thing, and I think it'll happen on draft day itself. Because so I think there's going to be a massive three way trade between those teams. But that. That's wishful thinking. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's just me playing the homer. Uh, But with that being said, thank you guys for listening. Definitely tune in, like, follow, share, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Sports Me. It is all breaking down the tape. And if you get on Sports Me, don't worry. We will tag team you. I am on breaking down the tape. And Hector is Hector said what he said. Follow both of us. I put up the uh, the insta. I put it up on Instagram the sports meet battles that we participate in. So please, please, please like, follow, share. Thank you, every one of you, for doing so. Um, I think that uh, oh, go download sports meet. By the way, um, if you're not, you should. It's great. Anything else, Hector? Yeah, I just like uh, wanted to shout out that I completely missed my last pick in my fantasy baseball, but it's okay because it wasn't a bad pick. I just picked up uh, a decent pitcher right now. And uh, I said what I said, and I'll see y'all motherfuckers next week. I said what I said.